And welcome to episode 86 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me at I am Caleb B on Twitter. You can follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at E-C underscore Hero on Twitter. Our Instagram is E-C HeroCast. Gmail is E-C HeroCast at gmail.com. And as always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Recording date is Monday, November 1st, and we're here in our 86th episode here in the main line. We are here to review Hancock. Yeah, that's correct. Hancock. Yeah. Yes, Hancock. This was directed by Peter Berg, who... He's done a lot of TV work, like he did Parenthood and Friday Night Lights, and I know he's done others as well. Um, he was also in, have you, and this may be a deep cut, as an actor, he was in the movie Corky Romano, if you remember that. I've never seen it. Oh, never mind. Had Chris Kattan. It was, uh, that's, that's why you've never heard of it. Chris Kattan was the lead. Um, <laughs> how are you doing today, man? Uh, not bad, not bad. I know this will be dated, but I don't care, because I'll probably yeah. forget if I do this. So, the Scream episode. Yeah. You mentioned Drew Barrymore gets offed immediately. Yeah. And yet, she is front and center on the cover, correct? Uh-huh. Well, I found out today, this is one of those things that, like, I wish I knew it yesterday, but whatever. Yeah. I found out today why that was. Mm-hmm. So, in the movie Psycho, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, the female yeah. star of the movie, who's on the, uh, you know, the big the big name actress at the time, was Janet, Janet Lee, Lee, and yes. she gets killed early on in the movie, and it was a nod to that. Mm-hmm. That is true. And you, you didn't know, who know Jan- that. I did know that, actually. I found that out a few months back. You didn't um, say it. Well, I it, I know way too much Scream trivia, but that it just kind of comes and goes. Um, do you know who Janet Lee's daughter is? Bruce Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Hmm. Yes. I guess so. Yes. It's, it's true. There's no guessing to it. It's true. Um... Let's see here. I guess we can go into the time capsule. This was released on July 2nd, 2008. Summer, I was 14 and ah, not doing much. Just getting ready for a football season. Well, I would have been, see, July of 08. Um, I know I went downtown to see fireworks. That might have been the year. So... There was a year I went downtown for fireworks, and for some reason they did not have a lot of bathroom options downtown. And some friends and I were there for quite a while, having some beers, and fireworks are over. I'm like, well, here I go to the bathroom. Could not find one anywhere. So I went to this little, I don't know, kind of an alley, I guess, and went to use the bathroom there and I look up there's like a little staircase there I look up 
and walking down the staircase is a cop, and I immediately, like, clenched, zipped up, started walking away, got away scot-free. But uh, <laughs> when you're in the middle, when you're in midstream, and you have to immediately shut it off, boy, that's that's some serious pain. pain. That's painful. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and that was probably uh, that year, I think. Hey, let's... Uh... <laughs> uh, I guess since we're getting personal here, um, ever uh, in adulthood, and I'll answer it as well. I'll go first, even. I have. But have you ever in adulthood, because sometimes we don't make it, you know, just, you know, shart? Have I ever sharted? Yes. Or not even just shart, just straight up, like, shat your pants, man. Um... Pretty, it's it's one of the most humbling experiences of a lifetime. I will tell you that if you have not, not I mean nothing like stands out. I mean, yeah, I suppose maybe I don't. It's not like I keep track of that. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things that like it's happened to me like once in my adult life, so it's like I'm gonna remember it, you know. But luckily, I did it like I was at home. I was like coming home from work and. I don't know why I'm volunteering this information, but I am. I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah, hey, uh, it happened once. It, it happened to it happened to me. It could happen to you. You know, that sort of thing. Okay. To just just mind that for what it's worth. I blame you for uh, for for uh, opening the floodgates, so to speak. I did not. I just couldn't hold the information in. You know what I'm saying? Just like your shark. Yep, that's the that's the joke. Anyway, enough of that. The number one song here in the United States was Viva La Vida by Coldplay. That's uh, gee, one of the whitest bands I've ever listened to, man. Like it's it's right up there with Mumford and Sons. Yeah, that song got a uh, got a lot of airtime. Mm-hmm. A lot of airtime. Absolutely. Your champions in wrestling. I'll save you the boring part, of course, in TNA. Still your TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Samoa Joe. And in Ring of Honor, Nigel McGuinness, still your ROH World Champion. In the WWE, on Raw, you had CM Punk as the World Heavyweight Champion. This was after he had cashed in like four days prior, or no, two days prior, in Oklahoma City, of all places. Um, Mark Henry was the ECW Champion. And Triple H was the WWE champion on SmackDown. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this movie, I mean, what's there to say about it? Nothing really. The only remarkable thing in any of those runs is that, uh, nice pun, uh, is that um, Triple H had that Jeff Hardy feud where like he never let Jeff Hardy pin him. Well, yeah, those are the the best feuds where the heel just dominates and the face gets no offense. Here's the thing. It was like face versus face. So it's like, I mean, I get it. Like ultimately Jeff Hardy did become champion out of that feud, but he didn't pin triple H in the process either. He pinned edge. If you remember. No, I, I tuned out a lot of triple H runs. Uh, they got repetitive and boring because he kind of is repetitive and boring. Yeah. Yeah, not going to make any friends with uh, Josh Davis for saying that, but you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, and I don't dis... I mean, I'm pretty sure he knows. Triple H is like, he's fine. Yeah, exactly. Way way too much. He's like Viva La Vida. Too much airtime. Get him off. (laughs) Let's let's move on. We can do do better. We didn't do better, but we could have done better. So... Should have given it to RVD. Yes. Many times. Many times. Yeah. I, you're, wow, you were an RVD guy growing up, weren't you? Yeah. Man. I don't care what anyone says. He should have won it many times. Yeah. I'm not going to judge. I was a Benoit guy. Um, well, no, he should not have won it many times. I disagree. I don't. I think he should have held it longer. That was been a lot of uh, network scrubbing. Uh, yeah, it sure would have been. Hey, the budget for this movie was $150 million. The box office was 629.4. That leads to a profit of $479.4 million. 
Yeah, that's... Uh, where did I put that on the list? It's not flipping over. There we go. Number five, all time. It's uh, 610.8, adjusted inflation. So right behind the three Spider-Men and Incredibles. So, wow. Pretty good. Will Smith's that's a draw, unlike amazing. Triple H's heel run. Even in 2008, Will Smith was a draw. Um, Still a draw. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, uh, okay, so the cast here. Oh, wait, pardon me. Facts and figures. What are we looking at on ratings here, pal? Well, not as not as great as the box office. Critics, okay. 41%. Fans, 59%. So, wow. Yeah. That is, that's a lot lower than I thought they were going to go, man. Yeah, me too. Me too. But that's the numbers. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, fair enough. So the cast, I really have three actors that I think, you know, deserve to be even talked about in this, in my opinion, in terms of like what they brought to the story. Yeah, that's probably about right. So let's see here. Why did I not write his character name down? Jason Bateman. Ray Embry. Yeah, there we go. See, I, I have a soft spot for Jason Bateman just because I loved him in, and I've said it a million times on this show, I loved him in Arrested Development. And Horrible Bosses. Yeah, he was fine in that. No. Uh, and even played a good bad guy in The Gift, for what it's worth. But, um, yeah, I just, man, I, <laughs> he was fine here. He, he was, you know, meant to be like a, he was like the oh it's the Jenny Blake sort of. Uh yeah, I guess he is. I guess he yeah. is. Yeah. I'd put him at about like a five and a half out of ten on the Jenny Blake standard. Yeah, he didn't really he himself not, didn't really get in any trouble. Yeah, uh, but he's not not really completely hapless, but not really helpful either, you know? Well, he he taught uh, Will Smith how to be a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, he was good at PR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see. Here, after that, we've got Charlize Theron as Mary Embry. Hmm. Huh. So, I don't want to blame her. I thought there were two points in the movie where the movie kind of lost steam for me. And one was when she was revealed to also be a superhero. (laughs) Now, I will say, I'll save this for the end. I'm not saying you can't do that. Yeah. I just think the way they did it was not great. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit much. A bit much. Um, It's... Yeah, the way they did it, it's a plot point they didn't need to introduce because it, they don't pay they don't really pay it off. Yeah, not really. I mean, they yeah, you're right, they kind of don't. <laughs> um after that, we've got the main event here. Uh Wiki Wiki Wild, Will Smith as John Hancock. And look, I, I honestly like I love the Hancock character especially before he meets Jason Bateman cuz he's just he's just a drunk who's like trying to fly away from birds and like yeah he will neutralize threats but at what cost you know high cost as it turns out um that's that's one movie that this that's one instance where like someone's brought up collateral damage i think the, probably for the first time since we've been covering these collateral damage has actually been brought up and I don't think it ever gets acknowledged again until what like civil war probably maybe yeah I mean yeah they kind of hint at it in like the spider-man movies where it's like oh look what's happening to the town with spider-man and doc ock fighting but you know they don't really go into depth on it and like Hancock is just this He's just not a nice guy. He's he's an asshole, and he hates that people call him that because it, it strikes a nerve. You know what's funny about that is I watched this uh, recorded from TNT, and 
they replaced that word with psycho. That's <laughs> wow. So see, the whole time they're the like, thing. "You psycho!" I'm like, "Why does see, he get so mad about that? That's so weird." See, that's th- that that is the danger of watching on cable. Is certain stuff is going to be edited. Yeah, it's fine. And you might lose some of the flavor, you know. Might not quite get the same experience that I got on Blu-ray. Well, mine was free. Yeah, well, mine was like four dollars, and I own it, so whatever. Well, congratulations. I thought, look, Will Smith is always the coolest. Let's yep. Start with that, and he did great in this. And I wish there's a lot to there's a lot to like about the movie. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, I wish it could have been better. But you pretty much hit on all the points about uh, drunk Will Smith and then superhero Will Smith where he's learning to be a nice guy. So all very good from the great Will Smith. Yes, the great Will Smith. Um, Not noted piece of shit Will Smith, but the great Will Smith. Exactly. Yes. Um... Let's see here. I think with that we can get into the plot, huh? No, we forgot history with the movie. And oh, I... my history with the movie is the same as Incredible Hulk because I forgot to do that one. Yeah. Uh, saw it in the theaters once. Haven't seen it since. So there we go. <laughs> and you probably... I what? You probably forgot about it too, right? Forgot about like... I mean... I mean most plot points, I would assume. I did, and one of the things that was disappointing is I remember liking the movie a lot when I watched it, and then when I saw the Rotten Tomato score before watching it, I was like, huh, that's yeah. weird. And then I finished watching it, and I'm like, eh, maybe, oh, maybe 2008 Me was a little too generous. We'll see. We should also, by the way, wish the people a happy early Thanksgiving, because even though this is being recorded before Wanted... It is going to drop after, and it's going to drop the day before Thanksgiving. Mmm, White Wednesday. Yes. Is that what they call it? I don't know. It's pretty racist of you. Not at all. Whatever. Uh, So, with that, I think we can get into the plot. Well, you have any history with the movie? (laughs) No, I said I had none. Oh, what what about Incredible Hulk? No. Okay. Sorry, dude. All right, let's go into it. So we open with a car chase on the L.A. freeway. Yeah. Could have been O.J. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there are so many, like, minor appearances from, like, appearances from, like, major characters in other shows in this movie, like, throughout this movie. Like, the first person who's, like, Hancock, bad guy, the little kid, is freaking, uh, if, you, if, you, if you've seen The Middle, it's Brick Heck from The Middle. I have not. And then Brick called him an asshole, and Hancock's like, what'd you call me? And Brick's like, I said you're an asshole. I'll see, that was, he called him a psycho, and he said, what'd you call me? And he says, you heard me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Love those cable edits, man. Well, that's TNT, man. I thought, uh, I mean, they let AEW say shit like 500 times, I figured, you know. Whatever. Yeah. I guess it's got to be past a certain hour or something or just maybe this would be a movie on fx because they they have no problem with f-bombs <laughs> yeah hmm. anyway sorry yes. well i just realized i uh, i also recorded next week's movie but spoiler alert it's on prime for free so i'll probably just do that oh that's cool yeah it well when i recorded it it was uh not free so all right when you say next week's movie do you mean hellboy yes i do okay all right I, uh yeah, this so says prime for free. So sorry, we've but got I've, the whole like slightly out of order thing going on, and it's confusing me. I can only imagine it's confusing you a little as well. Not at all. I got it. Everything straight. I'll bet you do, pal. Mhm. So Hancock wakes up. He sees the TV, and he reluctantly takes flight to uh, the tune of Ludacris's "Move, Bitch." <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. got censored, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he's hungover, but he manages to stop the car 
and also causing a lot of property damage on the uh, along the way. And he drops the car on the needle of the uh, Capitol Records building, which is a really cool building in Hollywood. But uh, yeah, so good luck getting that down. And then yeah. later, the uh, police chief is not a Hancock fan and wants him out of the city. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the like. Because, yeah, he's doing you a service, but at the same time, it's also costing you a lot of money. Yeah, they said $9 million in property damage just for... I mean, they were... Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a shootout on the freeway, but uh, no one got killed, so... I don't know, you could have just stopped the car and didn't have to do all that extra stuff. Yeah. So we cut to Ray Embry, who's making a corporate pitch... He's created a brand called All Heart, and basically All Heart is a logo that you put on products that make big charity donations because philanthropy is the future of marketing, as we all know. <laughs> yes, dude. It's, what brands are, it's where brands are going. <laughs> yes, philanthropy. That's the way brands will win. Philanthropy <laughs> being the future of marketing has been a thing since 2008. I know. Well, that's kind of what it is. It's like, you know, hey, you put this on your product – Everyone will know you're a chair. You're charitable, mm-hmm. and uh, of course he presents this to the thing. He, he first he's like, you know, you should just give away your vaccines for free, and they all laugh at him. It's like, yeah, hey, look, it works for Pfizer. They're giving all theirs away for free, but uh, I mean, not really. <laughs> yeah, you look at their stock price. They get the All Heart brand, and they're making a lot of money. So, whatever company this he was pitching to, uh, they're very stupid. Yeah, pretty much. They missed the boat. Yeah, they hate the pitch. And later that day, Ray's driving home, and his train is stuck on the track, and the train's coming, and uh, he uh, he tries to get out of the car, but like his foot's kind of like stuck on the track too. And yeah. in comes Hancock, and um, <laughs> this was uh, probably more than nine million worth of damage, I would say. So he he flips uh, Ray's car onto the one behind him, and then just stands in front of the train, lets the train hit him, and the train pretty much derails, and all of the cars all fall over behind him. Yeah. So. Yeah, and people are immediately just um, scolding Hancock because they don't like him. Like people in LA just do not like Hancock. And yeah, they're like, probably, why didn't you just grab the car and fly up? Yeah, come on, go straight up with the car. And Ray like steps in. He's like, yeah, you know, he could have, you know, gone straight up. You should have gone straight up, yeah. but he didn't. You know, mistakes are made. But I'm still alive because of them. So he's doing a little PR pitch for Hancock there on the street. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, Ray's got a point. Uh, he is alive, which is the most important thing, but. Yeah, uh, that's a. Uh, I mean, assuming this all happened in the same day, we can assume Hancock just in two things caused roughly twenty million dollars worth of property <laughs> damage, uh, which is just one day. We don't know what he does yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. So Hancock, uh, he takes Ray back home, and he meets Mary, Ray's wife. Mm-hmm. And Mary has definitely seen Hancock before. Oh, yeah. they, they don't even try to hide that, like, at all. Like, from the, the second Hancock looks at her, you're like, oh, they know each other somehow. Well, Hancock doesn't, but he kind of does. She definitely does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they invite him in for dinner, which is spaghetti madness. It's just spaghetti and meatballs from what I saw. Well, it's every Tuesday, Spaghetti Madness. That's some white people shit. Well, they just were white. Like, just being like, hey, this is what we do on Tuesday. We have spaghetti, but we call it this. I can't, so it's cool. I can't imagine like having an assigned night of the week where it's like every single week we eat this specific thing. Well, you're not... Are you, uh, are you a... Um, do you like to live in a controlled environment like with what you eat? No, well, I mean, well, I'll get pizza you, a lot on Fridays, and I love pizza, but every once in a while, it's like, I want something different. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you, say, if you marry a woman, and she likes to have a, you know, a, a regiment, 
of of sorts, that's how that kind of thing could happen. Yeah, I put my foot down on that. Mm. Mm. I think I could let it slide. Like, oh, on on Tuesdays we do kale salad. Okay, cool. Depends how good spaghetti is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the dinner doesn't go great. Uh, Hancock's giving like this terrible advice to the bully how to deal with him. Oh yeah, yeah. Just you know, he's just like you know, just give him a hard time. Yeah. By the way, the bully's name is Michelle, but it's it's a boy. He's a boy, rather. In fact, by the way. Michelle is played by the same actor who played the young Michael Myers in Rob Rob Zombie's Halloween. Hmm. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. Anyway, when they when they kept saying Michelle, like I was thinking of freaking. Uh, you remember Dodgeball? Yeah. The uh, the big German broad. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Michelle. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, da, da, da. so anyway, um, oh, Michelle was the, Michelle was the, uh, trainer, not the German. <laughs> yeah, that's didn't sound right. The, Sorry. the German lady was, um, something I, really stereotypical. I, I, like, I, I, old... can't, I can't even remember. It was something very like stereotypically German. Hol- Holga maybe, or I don't maybe. know. Either way. Yeah, either way. So, uh, yeah, the dinner doesn't go well. Afterwards, uh, Ray pitches all hard to Hancock, but he just kind of ignores it. So, he, uh, he flies off, and um, he goes back to his little trailer, and he kind of uh, he reflects on how everybody hates him. Next day, he goes back to Ray's, and he's like, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll be in after all. I, I think that might be all right. So Ray proposes an idea after watching uh, Nancy Grace, speaking of Chris Benoit, <laughs> uh, to turn himself into the police. And then he's like, well, when you go to prison, people will miss you and they'll realize that they need you. So Hancock turns himself in and he goes to prison. Yeah. And this was... Uh, This was, I would say, the so, f- first moment where I was like, eh, not, wasn't let me, thrilled with this plot point. Let me ask, okay, because there's a point when he says, like, hey, I'm going to put your head up his ass, and your head up his ass, and you drew the short straw, your head's going up my ass. Did you see that scene on the, the TNT edit, or no? Yeah, I did. Okay, I didn't think it was going to make it if... if if asshole could make it, you know. Well, heads up, asses can make it. Yeah, fair enough. By the way, it was Fran. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. The actress that played her was uh, not bad. I believe it. It's just a lot of makeup. Yes, I, I assumed so. Um. So yeah, he goes to prison. And, uh, yeah, we had the altercation with the prisoners where he shoved uh, their head up their asses. Um, and then Ray tells Hancock, yeah, you're looking at eight years, maybe four with good behavior. Hancock thinks about escaping, but Ray talks him out of it. And in prison, Ray teaches Hancock how to be a nice superhero. Meanwhile, in L.A., crime is on the rise. So finally, the chief of police calls on Hancock to help them. So like It's go. like Hancock is like now... A one-man suicide squad. Yeah, like I said, this uh, wasn't super into the prison stuff. I mean, it took a little too long. It like you could have done the the teaching part without having all the extra prison stuff. I guess I don't know. No, I get you. Yeah, I had an idea, but I'm I'm hoping it'll come back to me when we review it, of how to make the movie a little bit better. but Okay. So there's well, a hostage situation. we got some terrorists downtown in a skyscraper, and Hancock shows up in his new outfit that Ray made for him, and he's telling all the police how good of a job they're doing. Yes, yeah, you guys are the real heroes. Yes, and the police brief Hancock on the situation. He keeps saying, good job. It kind of comes off sarcastically, but it's yeah. he doesn't know how to be sincere. Yeah. 
Um, there's one police officer who, she's a female, she got shot, and he asked permission to touch her, which, uh, it's pretty smart of Will Smith to do that. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so Hancock finally makes his way into the building. He takes out the terrorists, but the main terrorists, who, uh, I guess his name was, uh... Red. Yeah, Red. I don't even remember them saying that, but... Uh, yeah, he's got a, um... He's got a detonator rig to blow up all the hostages if his finger leaves this button on this detonator. Um, and he calls him a psycho. Uh-huh. Uh, no. No. No, sir. I know. And Hancock, he takes off the top of a metal lamp. Uh, he just flattens it to a disc, <laughs> cuts the, uh, uh yeah. like, sharpens it with his fingernail, and then just cuts the uh, guy's hand off. So, leads to a big ovation. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, and him, you know, handing the uh, the hand to uh, someone with the police and said, hey, you know, make sure this doesn't go off. Smart. <laughs> yeah. You could have just undid all the bombs and throw them into space or something, but... Uh, no need for all that. I guess. So uh, Ray and Mary take Hancock out to dinner, and Ray thinks he's an alien, and he said uh, he woke up in Miami in a hospital. Man, party in the city where the heat is on. That'll happen. Oh, this guy. Yeah. But he has no memory of his life before, but he was told he was clubbed in the head, and then he woke up, he didn't age or feel pain, and he had amnesia. And they're like, well, this will be in the newspapers, you know, so won't someone know? He's like, well, it probably was, but it was 80 years ago. So... And he took the name John Hancock because that's what the nurse asked for when he was trying to be released. Then uh, Hancock puts a drunk Ray to bed, tries to uh, kiss Mary, which was kind of weird. Like, he and Ray are friends. Why would you do that? But he's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's still Will Smith. It's hard to resist his charm. And he's drawn to her. Yeah, but uh, she just tosses him through the wall. And uh, surprise, she's just like him. And he says, if yeah. Ray finds out about me, you're dead. Hmm. Yeah. So Ray wakes up the next morning, sees a big hole in the wall. <laughs> Mary says, Hancock sneezed. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. That's a great excuse, man. Yeah. And this, uh... So in prison, Red's back. I didn't think he'd resurface in this movie, but he's got a claw hand now. He tells yeah. these two other prisoners that we're going to find Hancock. Okay. Why? Well, because uh, he made them feel bad, or like he humiliated them when he put them in prison. Yeah. He owes me a hand. So meanwhile, Mary shows up at Hancock's trailer. Mary tells Hancock she's stronger than him. And she says there were others, but they died, and it's just the two of us. And she tells Hancock they're brother and sister. Try. But yeah, Hancock's like, nah, we're not. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like, well, why don't we go ask Ray? And he flies off. Mary flies up, uh, up after him, and she attacks him. And Hancock can't remember any of this history. Mary hits him with a semi causes uh, multiple tornadoes to appear. The two continue to battle, smash through Ray's office, and then uh, Ray, like, uh, goes to, like, the big hole in his office wall, and he looks down and sees uh, both of them lying there. So he's now aware that Mary's a superhero. So back at the house, Mary tells Ray and Hancock that her and Hancock used to be married. And then... uh, yeah, so Hancock, he leaves. He starts to go back uh, to his old ways. He goes to a liquor store, and uh, I did like this scene where the guy's shit like... Oh, my um, God. 9110. He's like... 9110, that's outrageous. Yeah, and then the clerk just, like, covers the zero with his finger. Yeah. Like, that clerk's smart. It's not his first time getting robbed. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, so, yeah, Hancock figures out, oh, okay... And um, he stops the robbery, but he gets shot in the process, and he realizes, oh no, I'm actually hurt. 
Yeah, I'm wondering what's what's causing that, you know? Well, Mary shows up at the hospital and explains. She says, well, when two immortals pair up, they start to become mortal. And that's how he was in the hospital in Miami 80 years ago. But he got amnesia from the attack that put him in the hospital. And just the, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Just then, the prisoners, maybe TNT edited this out, but like, did they show the prisoners breaking out of prison? (laughs) Yes, they did. No, so they did edit it out. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, the prisoners uh, broke out of prison at some point, and uh, they're in the hospital now, and they shoot Mary. That's not good, especially since they are in such close proximity to each other. That is very bad. Apparently, that's like, what is it, like a magnet? Or like two magnets, rather? Yeah, I suppose, something like that. And you're trying to put, like, the the, the little black ends together, and it's just not happening. It's the North and South Pole, but yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad they at least showed him escaping, because I was like, well, how the hell did they get out of prison? <laughs> yeah. So Mary's taken to another room in the hospital where the doctors try to, like, you know, stop her from bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. And then Hancock fights off the three prisoners. He's got some powers, but he still, you know, you know, feels pain. Yeah. And Red's about to finally shoot Hancock, but Ray uses an axe that he got from, like, a fire, uh, you know, I don't know. Break in case of emergency. Yeah, one of those boxes. And he uses the axe to cut off the other hand and saves the day. <laughs> Thought that was good. Mm, got to hand it to him. That was a good plan. <laughs> so meanwhile, Mary's dying, so Hancock jumps out of the hospital, puts a bunch of distance between him and her as he can so that she'll recover, which does work. And one month later, Mary's recovered, and Hancock calls Ray, and we see that the All Heart logo is on the moon now. So, yeah. good marketing there. The moon has been co-opted. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> Of course, of course. I think it'll be uh, probably Jeff Bezos will be the one to do it. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Stuff from the moon. Is I this think... gonna be our? Is this gonna be our shortest episode? Maybe. I, I mean, there's not. I don't know. There's not a lot of meat on the bone. No, it's a straightforward movie. I mean. Yeah. But uh, well, actually, I will say this it, i think the reason i think it'll be jeff bezos is because uh i don't think elon musk like he's too immature for something like that that would be more of a bezos thing i mean he like did you see his tweet the other day where he's like i'm gonna open up a college called the texas institute of technology and science yeah uh like, no that that got a chuckle out of me and i shared it in the group chat we were in but uh but the, the except except it already did that like thirteen or fifteen years ago now. Oh, I didn't see it, but uh, yes, if you don't get it, it's tits. Yes, that's the yeah. joke. Well, the joke in accepted was uh, South Harmon Institute of Technology. Ah, shit. Yes, I got it. Their mascot was the sandwich. Hmm. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's back when Justin Long had more cachet than Jonah Hill. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, oh, how the turntables. Ooh, sick reference. Your references yes. are out of control. Everybody knows very, this. Very topical. Very topical. That's a Jonah Hill line that you, from a movie you've never seen. Which one? The only one I quote on here. This oh, is... freaking this is the end? Yeah. Fair enough. Jeez. Well, just go watch it. It's great. Eventually I will. I should have made it one of my horror movies. <laughs> I so don't had think, to watch it. Don't think it qualifies, pal. Uh, it's hell. It's the scariest thing. It does qualify. Whatever, Whatever dude. So Let's anyway, well, we're not done cuz Ray um well, I was wondering, so Ray and Mary, like, Mary's just going to not age, and Ray's going to die of old age, so. Yep, it's pretty depressing when you uh, really think about it. Yeah, you would think you'd want Hancock around so that you could age, too. I mean, yep. 
like you want to, you know, don't you want to like, you don't want to watch your son get old and die of old age, but I guess yeah. she does because she's a terrible person. Well, not, a, I mean, she's not a person. She's not mortal. I guess. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, after the credits, um, Sometime later in New York, a criminal takes a hostage, and Hancock shows up, but the criminal calls him a not-psycho, and Hancock gets this look on his face, and then the end. Yep. Good movie, good movie. I enjoyed it, uh, even though we didn't really go we didn't really go into detail. I did really enjoy this. Um, it's not perfect, and... The whole, like, will they, won't they between Charlie's Theron and Will Smith is a bit much, especially because you don't really pay it off. Um, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Ooh, that's high. Um, I'm going to think I'm going to go 5.5. So here's what I like about it. I mean, obviously, Will Smith's great, and, I mean, the acting was fine. I have no issues with, with, uh, what in the hell? Opening up new windows. Yeah, I have no issues with, uh, you know, Will Smith and, and Charlize Theron and Jason Bateman. Yeah. It was the two parts of the, so, first off, you gotta have a, a villain in this movie, and I feel like they didn't really do that. It was like, well, we'll give him a battle with Mary... And that'll be, like, a big thing, but it and really Red, wasn't. Red, Red will, like, you know, get the better of him, but that's, yeah, whatever. Red's barely in the movie, dude. Yeah, I know. I just, Red was not a great villain, uh, just because he wasn't, he didn't do enough. So, I would have maybe done something like, I, okay, here's what I would have done. I would have had Will Smith, same same thing. I would have skipped the prison stuff, uh, just had Jason Bateman tutor him on the side. And I would have had, you know, Charlize Theron. Um, like, she, they, maybe they weren't married previously. I didn't really like that part. But yeah. they could have just been, like, friends that, like, you know, may, I mean, look, supposed, there was supposed to be a sequel. It's still or being talked like, about. So maybe. Or, yeah. Or they could have just been, like, brother and sister. Yeah, brother and sister, or just friends that we grew up in a. Uh, an orphanage, I don't know, something. You know, yeah. 80, 80 years ago is fine. And I would have had the villain be someone like, um, like a, a really smart dude opens up his business, uh, Hancock trashes it to stop some something small, like a mugging, and he destroys an entire office building to do it. And the guy's like, you you know, you ruined my life's work, and he wow. he, he dedicates his whole life to getting even on Hancock, and you see him you at like... What? You've made this a 10 out of 10. Well, I know. I'm a great writer. But, like, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's, maybe he's in the library. Maybe he flies to Miami. He's, like, looking at old archives. And it's like, oh, maybe this, this explains it, you know. And he discovers that, like, oh, this is what happened. And, oh, Mary is... Uh, could have could be one and they're drawn to each other but he doesn't know but maybe she does you know something like that where it's like he tries to beat him with his uh, smarts and like he maybe mary has power i don't know maybe he does or like he could either kidnap jason bateman type thing and like force mary and will smith you know to be close to each other so that they're mortal you could have done something like that and i think that would have been much better red was a worthless villain um and the fight with Mary and John Hancock was weird. Um, so, yeah, that would have been a lot better. And uh, you're welcome. But uh, I'll give yeah. that to you for free. So the movie, if there's a sequel, um, what did I read? It was um, last discussed a potential sequel in um, 2020, actually. Their own indicated she remained interested in a Hancock sequel, but remain, but admitted that there's been no progress to move forward in that production. Which mm. uh, is crazy. Like I'm, I'm wondering if when we're all done with this podcast, if Hancock, in fact, I'm confident this will be the case, if Hancock will be the highest grossing movie without a sequel. Uh, did it gross higher than Hulk or Incredible Hulk? Incredible Hulk's getting a sequel. Well, Incredible Hulk was a sequel. 
No, it wasn't. It was, but it also was getting one, so. Uh, fair enough. I mean, yeah, but yes, it did gross higher than the Hulk's. I mean, it's got, there's gotta, when we're, I mean, look, there, there will be a movie that grossed higher than any other movie that doesn't have a sequel, and right now it's Hancock. Grossed higher than Iron Man. Think about that. Yeah. It's Will wild. Smith, he's a draw. He is a draw, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But yes, that, I, I don't know. I I like the concept of Hancock. I just wish, you know, the superhero that was a drunk and you know has to be told how to be a superhero. That's that's all good, but yeah, could have made the plot a little better. Yeah, basically what we're saying is stick to TV, Peter Berg. Yeah, and Will Smith can just do. I mean, Will Smith does it all, so he don't have to. He can do music. He can do movies and TV. Yeah, he's a, he's a triple threat. I bet he writes, too. He's probably a quadruple threat. I bet he is. You think he does radio? He could be... What's five? I don't even know. Uh, Quintuple. Quintuple threat. I, yes. bet he, I bet he does. I bet he's been on podcasts. So he probably... Yeah, he's probably a quintuple threat. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, folks, we are going to get out of here. Uh, next week, we are reviewing... Or, pardon me. Next week, as in December 1st, when you when you hear that episode... Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, which you said is free on Prime? Yep. That's uh, what Google says. I wonder if it will be a month from now. <laughs> well, if not, I'm gonna I'm just going to keep it in the DVR in my back pocket, just in case. We know how things get pulled suddenly, like Coach, even though yep. I finally finished it. By the way, do you want to know how it ends? No. Well, he decides to take time off from coaching just to raise his family in Minnesota. He does not get addicted to painkillers, as I saw in the Reddit thread. Well, that's good. That is good. And Dauber wins two Super Bowls, so really, he was the better coach. Way to go, Patrick Starr. I know, right? Yeah, man, good for him. Good for him. By the uh, way, well, here's here's one that'll maybe blow your mind, because that yeah. was Patrick Starr. Yeah. Remember the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon? No. I've heard of it, but but no. Well, do you okay. There was a Raw where it was like when Hogan came back in like O two. Yeah. And he was like the champion for like a month. There was a night on Raw when Regal challenged him for the title and before he was doing a promo he had all this Hulk this old eighties Hulk merchandise and they were playing the cartoon in the background. And he's just like, oh, look at all this junk, this American, uh, whatever. But, yeah. But uh, if you go on YouTube, you can watch episodes of the Hulk cartoon. And you might say, well, why would I do that? Because the voice of Hulk Hogan in that cartoon was none other than Everybody Lives Raymond co-star Brad Garrett. <laughs> so Brad Garrett voiced Hulk Hogan on Hulk Hogan's cartoon show. Yes, how some people get their starts. That is wild. Well, True. you know, I, I, it made me think when you mentioned Patrick Starr, so, like, I'll go the other way. Here's a big-name actor who got his star doing a, a voice for a show that wasn't very good. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we can get out of here, and I'm going to quote Hancock when I say, good job. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Gunning this. Brother running this. Buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the by. Watch your step with flex and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this. Running the game. James West. Taming the West. So remember the name. Now who you going to call? Not the GB. Now who you going to call? If you ever rip with people wanna bust, break out before you get bum rushed at the wow, wow, When I roll into the wow, wow, When I stroll into the wow, wow, When I bounce into the wow, wow, This goes, this goes, Upon a time in 
Batman lost his damn mind in the West. Love less, kidnapper down, nothing less. Now I must put his behind to the test. Then through the shadows, in the saddle, ready for battle. Bring all your poison, it kind of poison. Behind my back, all they ripping your dead. Front and center, now where you lip at, kid? Who that is? A mean brother, bow for your help. Looking damn good, know if I can say it myself. Told me Loveless is a madman, but I don't fit that. He got mad weapons too, ain't trying to hear that. Trying to bring down me, the champion. When y'all clowns gonna see that it can't be done. Understand me, son, I'm the slickest they is. I'm the quickest they is. Did I say I'm the slickest they is? So if you walking after wrong tree, we coming. Don't be starting nothing. Me and my partner gonna test your chest, Loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wild, 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 wild. When I roll into the wild, wild, wild. Ha 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 ha! 